Welcome to Capes and Critiques, where we give our two cents about comic book characters and pop culture. In this week's issue, I'll be taking the bullet and leading the conversation by talking about one of my favorite underrated vigilantes, Midnighter. So, Melissa, no. let me ask you. No? <laughs> it's my final answer. <laughs> what do you know about Midnighter slash Midnighter and Apollo as a duo? He is the knight. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, no. I mean, he is modeled after the knight, so... <laughs> um. What I minimally know about both Midnighter and Apollo is that they are together. They are opposite-ish. Apollo isn't human. Midnighter might as well not be human with something <laughs> in his brain. Um, um, Tim Drake's scared that Midnighter is going to beat him up for stealing his look. Uh, they uh, got married? They got married uh, pre-52, yes. Oh my gosh, and they're married post-52? Incorrect. <laughs> okay, that's all I got for you. <laughs> um, Midnighter fought on a team. Um, that's where he met his boyfriend, not boyfriend, Angel Man, um, <laughs> who is the son. Um, Midnighter really likes Dick Grayson's butt. Um, Midnighter's into blood. Apollo flies. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> On, on any of those accounts, really. Um, the only thing you are incorrect about is that Mi- Apollo isn't human. He is human. What? Yeah. Technically. Because he... <laughs> like, okay, this is going to sound amazing. He was abducted by aliens and experimented on because they were trying to make their own Superman. So mm. they made him um, in this, that he can get powers from the sun like Superman can. So, like, his powers do come from the sun, which is why he named himself Apollo. So it's like... DC's potential almost super soldier Superman serum that they did to Apollo. Kind of, yeah. Like the alien version of the super soldier Superman serum. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so he was human. I mean, he still is, I guess, just a very enhanced human, just like Midnighter. So the focus of this podcast is going to be on Midnighter's series written by Steve Orlando for the New 52, um, and also the Midnighter and Apollo miniseries that kind of spun off of that. So like it's all interconnected, which is why I'm considering it the same thing, and it's all written by Steve, uh, Steve Orlando. And this is the only place they'll ever be, Midnighter and Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Midnighter, uh, especially with the... The Grayson series, like when he was Agent mm. 52 and working... 52. 37. 37. <laughs> <laughs> when he was Agent 37 working for Spiral, um, he did encounter Midnighter on a case because they were both going after the same guy, which is where you get the famous line of, uh, I can't see your face, but I know that ass anywhere, when <laughs> Midnighter was referring to Dick because when he was in Spiral, he could like mess up people's perception and he couldn't see his face. And, mm. and you also get... Uh, Dick and Midnighter series. Oh. Yeah. There's an arc where he kidnaps Dick from Spiral because he needs his help with a case or whatever. So then they team up for an arc. And Spiral's kind of closely woven into the story as well throughout as he works with like Helena also later on. Like the very last arc has to do with Helena like trying to recruit him for something as well. And this is set pre or post 52? This is post 52. Okay. So Helena, what last name? Bartonelli. Bartonelli. We're dealing with Helena Bartonelli, the head of Spiral. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Solid. 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 Originally, Midnighter and Apollo are from a team called the Authority, which is basically the Justice League, but if the Justice League killed people, for the most part. And that's why Midnighter and Apollo have always been considered analogs of Batman and Superman. 
So, and especially because <laughs> Midnighter like literally just dresses in all black and has been confused for Batman on multiple occasions um, in basically anything he shows up in. And he'll always, jab- like, there's always jabs uh, of him being, like, the bootleg Batman, kind of. But just the murdery Batman. Yeah, If yeah. anything, Batman's the bootleg because he can't murder. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tough. stupid Bruce. And you'll see in the Midnighter series. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's Midnighter's name? Oh, my gosh. He doesn't have a name. Oh, <laughs> Which I'm going to get to. <laughs> I think I ask this question every time. Yes, you do. You're like, what's his name? Bitch, she doesn't have one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, his alias is Lucas Trent, but that's not like he doesn't know his real name. Okay. And we'll get to that in, in this as well. <laughs> Because that's a driving force in one of the arcs. So yeah, so he gets compared to Batman a lot. And Apollo obviously was try- was experimented on to be created in the image of Superman. So that's why like the analog was kind of always there. And he, has- he takes his powers from the sun. And one big difference is that they are in fact in love. <laughs> so at the beginning of the Midnighter series, uh, it spins off from the Stormwatch reboot that DC did. That's where, so we see them meet for the first time in like this timeline, the, the, from the reboot timeline in Stormwatch. Um, and then they have, they get together, they click instantly, and then they have a fallout. So Midnighter, the, the series by Steve Orlando starts right after like their breakup, basically. And fair warning, if you do not like blood, gore, or gay sex, this is not the issue <laughs> for you, um, at all. <laughs> Cause Midnighter pretty much sleeps around for the first like five issues. With different guys that he just picks up and, like, impresses with his powers, basically. So, Midnighter is technically human, but he was kidnapped when he was young and also experimented on by this lady called the Gardener, who kind of has this facility in outer space called the Garden that she guards and it's full of technology and, like, advancements and things like that. So, he was created by her and also this man named Bendix. They used to be like partners in creating technology and things like that. And definitely human experimentation was not off their list, as you can see. So they did basically anything they could to advance their tech and like push the limits of like what humans could do. So Midnighter has what they call a fight computer in his brain, which is basically like a prediction system. So one of his most famous lines is always like, I fought this fight a million times because in his head, he's gone through every scenario that the fight could have ended up in. So he knows like his opponent's first move so he basically does what cassandra kane does you know how like she can read a person's body movements and all that stuff about to like wonder i was like what if they fought (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like would both their brains just be like does not compute like what it would definitely be interesting like i would be down to clown for like a fight between or do they just stare at each other because they know like it's no yeah you know like walk away yeah they just have like a fight like they make (laughs) eye contact and they have a fight like just internally of like them predicting each other's moves and fighting and then it ends up in a drawer or something so they just don't even fight yeah they're like (laughs) just nod yeah (laughs) so similarly to that except his is actually like a computer like it's programmed and it was created by the gardener and bendix in like their little tech fortress in the sky (laughs) beautiful yeah and his like his internal his nervous system and everything was also replaced with like biometrics and his bones are carbon fiber and he has advanced healing because his skin was like endowed with some other type of tissue or whatever to make it easier to heal i want carbon fiber bones right that sounds amazing oh my god (laughs) 
But yeah, so he was basically rebuilt from like the inside out. And obviously anything that he knew before being experimented on just doesn't exist in his head because he was basically reprogrammed as a person to be their little underling killing machine. So what I'm hearing is that Batman is the bootleg version <laughs> of Midnight. Because you're going to tell me that Batman doesn't know that there's a human with carbon fiber bones and Batman isn't like, I should buy those? <laughs> Um, it would be a lot of, uh, pain and, uh, I don't, I don't really know. Like, Midnighter went through years of this. I don't know how long Batman's okay with being out of commission to get his whole body, like, literally redone. One bone at a time, Bruce. (laughs) One bone at a time. But yeah, so that's, that's why he's such a a great fighter. Like, not only has he been well-trained and he has all the experience of fighting, but he basically has a system in his head that tells him how fights are gonna end up. Mm-hmm. And that's how he can predict it. Um, so that's that's Midnighter and all his his powers. So with the Midnighter series, after like breaking up with Apollo, because basically he was still kind of doing work for the gardener, which is the lady that kidnapped him and experimented on mm-hmm. him. And to keep up appearances with Apollo, he lied to him and like told him like, yeah, I'm Lucas Trent. Like that's my real identity without. But he doesn't know his real identity at all. So he just made that up so that he wouldn't be like just this killing machine that doesn't have a past or anything and just a blank and still working for this crazy ass lady who <laughs> who created him and like Apollo did not approve of that a lot at all and he was mad that he was lied to obviously and so that's why they broke up um and because Maynard was just like whatever he's too good for me anyway and just moves on um oh my God. yeah like that dumb oh stupid my God. when <laughs> Yeah. Continue. So it's <laughs> so basically the Midnighter series starts off with the garden where Mid- Midnighter was created getting broken into and all the garden tech getting stolen. So for basically the rest of the series, it's Midnighter tracking down different technology that was stolen from the mm-hmm. garden. Because obviously that can do a lot of harm in the wrong hands. And so it's him tracking down all the tech and also kind of like moving on and you see him trying to be like a normal human being not just a fight machine so he's just trying to find himself and who he is regardless of whether he had an identity or not and then along the way you find out that the gardener had actually kept his file like his person file from before from when he was actually like just a kid before he got kidnapped and along with all the tech that was stolen in the garden that file was also stolen yeah just can't let the man find the, find his file <laughs> and so one of the biggest dilemmas in the series is that the main villain like reading this it was a lot of fun because right from the beginning i was like oh my god that man he's gonna be tr- something's gonna happen that i don't trust him like and then it ended up being him and i was like yeah i just felt smart <laughs> because i don't think it was i don't think it was obvious that it was him but i was like i'm so suspicious of this kid but anyway <laughs> the real reason she wanted to review Midnighter and Apollo. No, I'm sorry, just Midnighter. It made her feel smart. Ugh, no. It's not. <laughs> but yeah, and just, I don't want to spoil too much because I still want you guys to, if you do decide to pick up Midnighter, to still be surprised by the things that happen. So I'm just going to give like basic overview of like who he is and how what the series entails to know what you're getting into. So then, yeah, so the main villain ends up using, obviously, the file against him because why wouldn't you? And if that's one of the only files that got stolen, like you knew that that was going to be a power mm-hmm. play. So then it's kind of like Midnighter. He has to decide whether he wants to find out who he was in the past or if he wants to stay true to who he is and just like kill this jerk for basically killing a bunch of people because his motto is like you hurt other people i hurt you like that that's it for him um eye for an eye 
yeah, he he's 100% an eye for an eye, but it's mostly for just to prevent the things that happen to him from happening to other people, you know? And that's like his primary motivation. And you see it with a, a case with a young girl. He's like, I was also kidnapped and I was experimented on, but that doesn't mean that you can't move forward. And so like you get glimpses of him growing as a character and you see him progress through that and again dealing with the who am I now who was I then and what's the real me what's the important me like what's what's important to me basically and um and it's it's just really interesting in that sense and then after that you again you see him deal with spiral a lot so if you're familiar with the Grayson series there's a lot of tie-ins to that and a lot of characters from that and yeah just seeing him team up with dick was a lot of fun the art is really good i, I think there was only one or two times that the art changed that i was like mm, maybe not <laughs> We all get attached to that one artist. Yeah. Like, Why'd you leave? Yeah. Like, uh, Aiko is the, uh, Aiko and Hugo for the penciling for me from them is the best, um, in this series. Uh, and it's the, it's the majority. The majority of it was Aiko and, and Hugo. And also in the Midnight and Apollo spinoff that comes right after, they did all the art for that. So I was very happy about that, <laughs> that they didn't change any art for that series. But yeah, so if you like gun, no, he does actually doesn't use guns. Well, sometimes he does. He uses, he, he uses basically anything around. So he's killed people with forks, his bare hands, usually the case, because, you know, and he's like really, really fast. Not flash fast, obviously, but he moves faster than most human eyes can process. Hmm. So, yeah. So most of the time he uses his like his own hand as a knife. Like he's slit people's throats with his own hand. The fork was still my favorite because it was th- like they interrupted his Thanksgiving dinner or something. Oh and he just used whatever was on the table to kill the people. <laughs> Who was Midnighter having Thanksgiving with? Uh, his One of his newest boyfriends, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, he has like three boyfriends at the be- oh, whatever. It's people he sleeps around with, but he sticks with one of them, which is Matt, for the one he had Thanksgiving with. And I then- want to ask, but does he die? Who, Matt? Matt. You're going to have to read to find <laughs> out. <laughs> Poor Matt. Yeah, all I got to say is that there's a reason he ends up with Apollo at the end. Poor Matt. Yeah, but don't want to spoil anything there. In general, he's just really fun. He's really sassy. He's Batman if he killed and loved blood. And yeah, was grungy and really funny and sassy all the time, I guess. And just <laughs> it like, ugh, no, Midnight is just a lot of fun. And you, you have to read his humor to appreciate him, I think. Because he's definitely a man you avoid on the streets. Is mm-hmm. what you're saying? If you see someone looking like Midnighter, you just walk the other way? I mean, he like his identity is public, actually. So like... He's Midnighter all the time, whether he's in civilian clothes or in his very leather getup. <laughs> Where are they out of? They are out of, well, he's out of three different places for the most part, but the central is Oakland. Oakland is his central like area. That's where his main, um, I guess, apartment is. But he kind of travels in between Boston and Pearl City, which is where Apollo is from. Um, and they're all kind of surrounding Gotham-ish. And like, and also New York and all that area. So they're, they're basically uh, the Northeast area up there. But yeah, he's Oakland is where he operates out of. And like one of the very first panels you see is him dealing with some thugs. And he's like, this is in Gotham. (laughs) (laughs) You think, uh, you think you can do whatever you want here. It's like, but you're actually going to suffer for your consequences in my city. Because yeah, he kills them. (laughs) Unlike Batman. And there's a bunch of, again, callbacks to Batman. Like when he's fighting Deadshot, he's like, Deadshot's like, I fought Batman and lived. And then Midnight is like, you should only be so lucky if you were fighting Batman. And then he broke Deadshot's hands. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, since I mentioned Des Shaw, he does fight the Suicide Squad. So that's a big arc in it as well. Because they're all fighting for the stupid tech from the garden. Because like Amanda Waller obviously wants it. I mean, yeah. it's America. Yeah. <laughs> and, we want uh, tech we don't have to build. Yeah. Just, so that she basically got the Suicide Squad to steal the tech from Spiral, which is why he ends up working with Helena and stuff in order to get it back and to fight them. And they also end up, because, um, uh, what's her fuck? Uh, Waller. What's her fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, what's her face? <laughs> Waller ends up working with Bendix, which is the guy that made him. Of course. Yeah. Couldn't she just get the tech on the slide? No, she had to send out the squad. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Probably staged everything. <laughs> Fucking Amanda. Yeah. So things get un poco complicado after that. <laughs> so solo um, un poco. Solo un poco. So yeah. So it's just this world and this man, and um, you know, trying to find himself and find love, <laughs> just, and kill people along the way. <laughs> Does Apollo show up again in Midnighter series? Yes, he shows up periodically because he shows up in flashbacks for the most part in the first half. So like when you see Midnighter like going on different dates and stuff, like Apollo always comes up. Like oh yeah, Andrew Andrew's is Apollo's real person name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apollo's the alien, <laughs> and his name is Andrew. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. just as bad as Clark. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew. Well, that's his birth name. Okay, <laughs> but that's what I mean, like yeah. Clark. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Andrew's definitely better, though. Yeah, so when he was on dates or anything, it'd be like, oh, yeah, Andrew liked to do that. Or Andrew did this. Oh, he's he- so tragic. Yeah, like, Midnight <laughs> is so in love. Like, yeah, he sleeps around a lot in the beginning. But, like, when he goes on dates and stuff and actually tries to date people, and they're like, oh, have you been here? And he's like, yeah, Andrew liked to go there. <laughs> and he's like, oh, um, never mind. <laughs> You shouldn't talk about my (laughs) ex-boyfriend on dates with new people. But yeah, he's very, very much... He has a fighting brain. He doesn't have a social brain. That is 100% correct. Like a... Like a thousand percent correct. Uh, a lot of the time, it's like you're always fighting. You're never like really talking. Everything's a fight to you. And again, like you see that in a bunch of like the past arguments and and little flashbacks we get to see of him and Apollo together. We get to see like some of their fights and then the actual falling out when he left and like walked out. And he blames himself completely for it. Like he doesn't blame Apollo at all. And so that's why in these new relationships, he's trying to do what he couldn't do with Apollo, like what he couldn't do for him. And that's why we get a lot of these flashbacks. And then closer to the end of the series, he does come in like for the last three or four issues and like they get back together and stuff. So because he saves his life. <laughs> so there are like normal humans. Correct. Who are okay with dating and going on dates with Midnighter. That is correct. Like you actually see his dating profile in one of the Oh my god, I seen that. Issues. I thought it was a meme. No, it's real. So people swipe right to Midnighter's bloody face like Yep. Yep, some people dig it. Oh my gosh, like, I'd be so okay. concerned, because, like, it's one thing to have, like, an office yeah. place romance, which is essentially Midnighter and Apollo. If they're if you're on previous teams, it just so happens being a superhero, you don't go to an office, you just are around, <laughs> flying and shit. I don't know what they do, but this... <laughs> yeah, like, okay, but that's why most of the time it's, like, like just one-night stand kind of things, because it's more of the thrill for a lot of the guys that, like, date him. 
quote unquote. Um, to say you slept with Midnighter. Yeah, basically to be like, yeah, I slept with that homicidal media. <laughs> and that he cutlery like, wielding. Yeah. Fiend. You know, or he he can take you to Paris or Russia or anywhere in the world at any time because he has this tech called uh, like I don't know what the tech is technically called, but he can open up like portals to different places. Uh, and obviously it's garden tech, and so he just says door, and a door opens, and it takes him to wherever he wants. That's how he basically woos all his dates by taking them <laughs> to wherever they wanted. <laughs> one door closes, another one opens. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean. And then some of the guys, like, actually end up being his friends. Like, it's it's interesting. Swipe right on Midnighter and he will go on a date with you, apparently. He'll take you to any country you want to go. <laughs> any city you want to go. Never yeah. been to Los Angeles? Yeah. Door. <laughs> but it is really odd when a lot of them are like, oh, no, I don't care. And it's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> this is not safe, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, Midnighter, at the end of the day, is a great guy. But he also kills and has fun killing and like a lot of normal people i don't think would be very receptive to that regardless if he's a vigilante hero quote-unquote or what like because he doesn't consider himself a hero he just like deals out his own justice in his own way like he doesn't consider himself a hero at all but he always considered apollo a hero which is another like reason that he didn't feel right being with him a lot of the time because he's like I kill people for funsies. And I know that you kill people sometimes too, but like I like killing people and that doesn't bother me, but I know it bothers you. And so like that was a disconnect for them a lot of the time, which you see them kind of work out and work through in the Midnighter and Apollo series right after. Because right after they get together and, you know, they're kind of mending their relationship and everything, that comes up again. Like that, should I kill? Should I not kill? Like how do we feel about that? Is that something that we're always going to fight about? And they do work through it in that. And I think that the... three volumes in general are really good character progression for both of them even though you don't see apollo as much but it's a great progression for midnighter and their relationship and his relationship with apollo do you see midnighter and apollo joining another team at any point i think that they worked out best with the authority and if dc kind of doesn't bring them back i don't really see them i don't know i i guess meshing with a lot of other teams because of the whole killing thing like, when Midnighter worked with Dick, he didn't kill anybody because he's like, when I'm working with someone whose principles I respect, even though they're different from my own, I'm going to respect them because I'm working with them at the time. So maybe he would hold back, like, if he worked for, let's say, the Justice League or something. Um, but I just don't think that personality-wise, like, they would, they kind of, they fit into anything right now because I feel like a lot of teams are stacked <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, it just... It's like when you were talking, it was reminding me of like older Deadpool and when he marries like a demon lady and she's like, (laughs) why aren't you killing people anymore? Like you're not the same like murderer I thought you were. And he's like, oh, I'm hanging out with the Avengers now. So now now it's the Deadpool we have today. But so I'm just like, hmm, I'm wondering if they'd ever do anything with him. I don't know. I think he's a great character and they should use him more. I don't know. If there's hesitance to make a main for any reason, like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we're saturated in titles right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think, yeah, oh I don't think DC's get out without another Midnighter title anytime soon, which is really unfortunate because Steve's Orlando take on him was bomb. And like, I really liked Midnighter in the author- Midnighter and Apollo and the Authority and stuff. And Even they're kind they- of like old romance. 
Um, Because in that, they did get married and they uh, had an adoptive daughter. So if you wanted to read specifically more Midnight or an Apollo-centric things, like to get their origin, I would definitely recommend recommend, um, the Authority series. Um, uh, I I don't know a run right off the top of my head. All of them have great development for them in general. So if you're interested in that, and again, a team that's basically the Justice League, except they kill people, (laughs) uh, like they're okay with killing people, then that is the story for you. Yeah, even if DC just picked up the authority again like another reboot but no we just have very similar titles going on right now yeah and i mean they i don't know if stormwatch like they're supposed to kind of reboot that do something with that um which they were also a part of like that's where they originated from after like the reboot and the resets and stuff uh separate from like authority but i don't know I don't know what DC is doing ever, so can't really say anything for that. But these are two really, really good characters. Um, And I think, like you said, kind of uh, Minardi is kind of Deadpool-y in that sense, that he does do the right thing, but in in a very violent way. (laughs) And yeah, Midnighter's all about violence. You can read about it on his dating profile. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I he like, just. I feel like it's one thing to swipe right on it and just be like, oh my God, this has to be a catfish. Let's see. And then you realize, <laughs> no, it is I. Midnighter. It is Midnighter. <laughs> Shouldn't you be like, uh, is he going to kill me? Is he going to find out about that one time I shoplifted when I was five? And he's going to murder me? <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I mean, I would wonder that too, but no, unless he caused like direct <laughs> physical harm or something to somebody, then that's when he kind of goes after you. And he has like a network full of people, basically, that call him up whenever there's trouble, wherever, because he mm-hmm. can door anywhere. So kind of anyone he meets along the way or has an encounter with is like, if you ever run into trouble again, call me. And he gives them like a little implant that they can, it's like a one-way connection, so they can call him, but he can't call them. So it's less invasive that way. So he's like, if you need me, you can call me whenever. But like, I'm not going to track you. This doesn't do anything. This just lets you contact me if you need me. So we know for now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like he has different assets. So like his little his little computer will beep and it's like asset 119 is calling from blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, okay, connect. And then he talks to them. And that's how he kind of like finds trouble and kind of expands his network and stuff. And it was really, really awkward where when he chipped a guy he slept with and he's like, okay, if you ever need me, call me. And then he just leaves. And it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Midnighter 2019. All the assets have been infiltrated. (laughs) And it's like, and the guy's like, I don't know if you know the meaning of coming on too strong, but that was it. So he just implanted him without consent. He was just like, poof. Yeah. And then he's like, and then he's like, if you ever need me, <laughs> like, okay. Damn. That yeah. Midnight, that, I liked him. Yeah, he did. I mean, they ended up becoming really good friends and you see this guy through like the whole thing, but he's like, no, we're just friends. Like, we're not going to go there. You, <laughs> you implanted me. But yeah, Jason is a really good friend. <laughs> Comes in clutch a lot. But, like, his entire network is is pretty cool. And it's always refreshing to see new characters. And that's what attracts me to, like, little series like these. Because not only do I get to see Midnighter and Apollo, characters that I do know and really like, but also their friends and, like, different characters and different villains. And both a mix of familiar 
and new uh, that combination because it still keeps it exciting because it's like oh who's this character i've never seen that before seen them before i'd like to learn more about them and you Mm do throughout the progression of the story as well as getting cameos from like dick grayson who i also love um and helena and then the suicide squad which i don't love but was there anyway and that was okay (laughs) with it (laughs) was killer croc there Killer Croc was not there. They That's had, tragic. yeah, they had Harley, obviously, because you can't have Suicide Squad without Harley. You can't um, have a title without <laughs> Harley at some point. So it was Harley, Deadshot, and Parasite. Oh, that's that's a low budget. <laughs> Suicide Squad? It is. You could tell Amanda Waller was on the inside the entire thing. She only sent three. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And then you get a new character who's, like, the direct kind of, like, what is that? The direct cancer for Apollo. Because he can see, like, five seconds into the future because he has some other type of, like, brain-predicting tech or something. From the garden? Yeah. It was created by the same guy who made uh, Midnighter. So it was created by Bendix um, and his kind of, like, collaboration with Amanda. So Are they still strictly stating that it's technology? Like, it's not magic? It's strictly it's technology? strictly alien tech. It is specifically alien tech. But alien tech has always, in comics especially, has always had a weird, like, magic-y yes, element. Yes, it's that, the like, future. Unexpla- <laughs> yeah, it's unexplainable, but it's tech. It is alien tech. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then, you know, he, so no matter how many scenarios Midnighter goes through, he can't predict him because he can predict him back Mm -hmm. like direct counter so he gets he's get the shit him by this guy but obviously like he eventually figures stuff out you get to see him very op and destroying like entire organizations by himself but you also get to see him in situations where he doesn't he can't completely rely on his fight computer so that gets played with a lot and it gets kind of taken away so he has to deal he has to just kind of like fight with what he has so he's not just the fight computer which is obviously very helpful but he's just as strong and capable without it as well when he's not getting the shit beat out of him correct i mean he bounces back <laughs> carbon but, fiber bones How yeah not? <laughs> but the initial shock of oh my god this isn't working out according to keikaku like <laughs> Kaku means plan, guys. <laughs> <laughs> means plan. If you're not a weeb, <laughs> Kikaku means plan. <laughs> it's an old, overdone meme. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Definitely. No, yeah, it's a hit to your ego, which I don't think you can be someone like Midnighter and not yeah. be egotistical. Oh my gosh, yes. His so... ego is through the roof, through the clouds, up in the sky. Like... Towards Apollo. <laughs> <Reaching>. <laughs> such a huge ego but still a caring guy which is interesting like him as a character has always really interested me which is why i picked up the series to begin with and overall just i love him in apollo and like yes give me my gaze comics that's basically my motto in life for the most part (laughs) it's like oh midnight apollo i love them And when I saw the new series come out, I jumped on that like right away. Even if I at that time I had actually dropped comics it was completely like I just wasn't into it. But then I saw the Midnight and Apollo series drop and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like from the authority days. Like, I love them. And so then I picked it up and it was like this is new, like totally new um, origin kind of for both of them because it was a reboot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, they're not married, but it's OK. <laughs> they're together. So I basically started with Midnight and Apollo before I actually read the Midnighter series, which I was like half lost but you can definitely read it without and then after that i jumped into the midnighter series because 
my boy got a reboot, you know? <laughs> and then I saw that definitely him. Yeah. like sometimes you're just like, I need to read everything this character's been in. Yeah. And thankfully with someone like Midnighter, it's like physically possible to read everything someone's been in. It is <laughs> thankfully physically possible. <laughs> like they did try to integrate him a lot, um, with the whole spiral stuff and he was even in Batman and Robin Eternal for a couple of issues. Oh wow. Yeah. So he was kind of he's like a very distant ally of the Bat family because of his like relationship with Dick. So like if they need him they're he they're also on the list of like you need me call me you know <laughs> who did, did he ping huh? grayson yeah Who's, he implanted grayson i don't i think he might have i'm not like entirely sure just theoretically i would yeah. like to know what the hell happened to Dick grayson <laughs> in that moment that he allowed himself to be any sort of like tracker and like i don't know but he can find dick anywhere like he kidnapped <laughs> dick from this mid from the middle of a spiral mission because he needed him to find whatever he needed his connections to find whatever garden technology was being used by this man to like make people vampires in russia i want to meet the man that's making vampires in russia yeah he was a horrible person but yeah oh he sounded cool never mind i mean he was a cool villain for two issues <laughs> Making vampires. Yeah. Which is, again, bordering that weird, like, magic or tech oh, yeah, definitely, boundary. Oh, yeah, definitely. As always. But, yeah, so he needed Dick's help in, like, his network or whatever. So he literally kidnapped him out of the middle of a spiral mission. He, yeah, he can find him anywhere. So being Agent 37 did not help Dick Grayson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apparently not. He got not. kidnapped. <laughs> Bruce would never hear about yeah, this. Yeah, and, like, they actually have a really, really cool fight scene where they're handcuffed together. And that was dope. But the entire arc was dick and it was pretty dope that and the last arc were my favorite arcs in the series overall i liked all the arcs i don't think there was one that bored me i was like oh my gosh i can't wait to get through this like i think everyone was well paced and there was both an element of fun to it and it progressed the story so i think in that sense it's really compact and really well written you mentioned that if you have to like murder gore and appreciate gay interactions to be able to read (laughs) this is correct (laughs) for midnighter sleeps around a lot (laughs) then he stops so why else should anyone pick up, or at least wiki, who the hell Midnighter is? I think he's just a more fun, sassy Batman. I think that's a lot to his character. He's basically a person, a normal vigilante that's very dark, very brooding. But also he he's a lot of fun in his interactions with any criminals in the sense that he, he just he sass. He sasses everyone back. He didn't take any shit. And he does what he wants. And he doesn't care what anybody else thinks about that or like who he is, even even though he doesn't know who he is. He's just a really fun and complex character, and mm-hmm. he's fleshed out really well in this series. And somehow it's believable for him to be this like weird murder maniac who actually really, really does enjoy hurting bad people and killing them even and enjoys that. But also a person that's really caring for not only the people in his inner circle, but for other people. And that's exactly what fuels and motivates him to be a vigilante. Like again, the arc with that little girl when he was talking to the mom he's like i'm gonna bring her back no matter what and when he talked to the girl and made her understand that like whatever happened to her it wasn't her fault bad things happen sometimes but like you can move past them so in a sense this crazy murder machine which is what he thinks himself of is also this compassionate human being it's played upon really well i think and in a believable way because sometimes you're like come on really like that's so cliche you know but i think they do in a way that's definitely believable 
and organic. Random question. How is he financially supported? To be honest, that's never like touched so, upon. Like, is he in an apartment? Like, yeah, okay. squalor? Okay. Or is I'm he... going to explain his apartment <laughs> to you and you're going to look at me funny. You ready? So his apartment is basically organic technology that is able to create and mimic like an apartment structure. So the flying rocket ship in Saga. <laughs> I guess, yeah, because when it gets blown up after Thanksgiving, he has to regrow it, is what he says. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, in Saga, there is a now seemingly extinct, like, species of trees that when, like, cut down and when, like, a sacrifice was made, they would function as, like, a rocket ship. And it's all organic matter within that kind of molds and... Um, reacts to your needs. Oh, you need a bathroom, you need an extra bedroom, like, whatever, here's your kitchen table, here's everything. Just, like, elven shit in Aragon. <laughs> Just sing to the trees. Jeez. But with you, it's tech. Yeah. Like, everything in Midnighters is tech. Alien tech. tech. That's magic shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alien tech from the God Garden. Okay. <laughs> like, that's where it comes That's so. magic. That's magic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Next time Aries talks, oh, that's some cool tech you got there. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, and then Apollo's just another alien experiment. You know, match made in heaven. (laughs) From aliens once they came. Yeah. They started off just regular humans, and then aliens intervened. Then they found love. Yep, basically. A true tumultuous story. Mm -hmm. And then in Midnight or Apollo, they go to hell, actually. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. if there's a god garden, I guess there's a yeah. graveyard of yeah. sorts. The guy that made Midnighter to Mr. B. Obviously. Huh? Mr. B? Yeah. Bendix. Not to be confused with Bendix, Bendis, the yeah, writer. Mr. B. <laughs> Bendix, yeah. He kills Apollo, basically, to get back at Midnighter for always ruining his plans, blah, blah, blah. And so he makes this thing that can directly suck the life force from Apollo. And so he ends up killing him, quote unquote. And so this is actual magic. So he goes to a friend who's a magician, like dabbles in the arts. I forgot his name. And he does some weird spell shit to send Midnighter to hell for like an ex- certain period of time with his familiar and Ooh, to save familiar. to save apollo's soul basically from so whatever, hercules from from death <laughs> yeah yeah another one of my favorites <laughs> well hercules the disney version <laughs> when he goes saves mac <laughs> yeah and then so yeah he goes down to hell to save apollo and in that we definitely get more of apollo's background that you mm-hmm. didn't really get in the midnighter series obviously because it was it's midnighter midnighter it's exactly Mr. <laughs> so, midnighter. and apollo you get all of apollo's new background and mm-hmm. origin and stuff from the reboot which is also really good all the fight scenes are really really good midnighter being shit every shit out of everybody is really awesome but also how it's done like panel wise it's not just like consecutive panels and you whenever he's using his fight computer you get certain little like blue panels within the panel and you see him kind of like pinpoint every movement that he's going to make in order to beat his opponent and so like the formatting is really cool and if you're a fan of blood and splatter panels there's a lot of those <laughs> much blood always <laughs> bones poking out the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> the goods <laughs> For anyone who didn't know, I went to sound effects school. And <laughs> I have a degree in blood and bones. I don't. She doesn't. She has a degree in social work. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it could be blood and bones. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that if you like that kind of like hard badass kind of character who doesn't give a fuck, like that's Midnighter. That's Midnighter in a nutshell. And he, I mean, he I feel like we've all read more for less. Yeah, so. it's true. And it's a really well developed story. Everything that goes down with the Garden Tech, and it, they're really interesting stories, and they're really fun. Even as the overarching plot, and then the little little story arcs in between and it all connects really well like you're never going to read an arc that doesn't have a direct influence on the overarching plot which i think is really important in some stories like yeah sometimes like little stories that don't affect the plot are fun but i think that a lot of long series don't have any direct tie-ins to the overarching plot and sometimes you feel like you read an entire arc for nothing that it didn't have anything to do with what you have been reading so far mm-hmm. and like it doesn't progress the story or add to the story in any way and in midnight or in apollo every arc adds to the story so yeah it's fair it's fair we can only hope that we'll see someone someday in another <laughs> comic <laughs> yes oh my god please please anyone listening to this if anyone knows anyone in dc to like influence them to do another midnighter run or midnighter apollo run or authority run or any other run that uses these characters in any way please do so i will pay you my my salary my measly salary (laughs) in order to get that done yeah any questions question c's i think i'm a horrible student in which i cannot wait to the end of anything so i've periodically asked oh the questions. questions oh yeah throughout this is true yeah because it's just interesting to hear about characters that i've heard like i've, I've actually never heard apollo's name mentioned anywhere andrew <laughs> <laughs> but i have heard midnighter like here yeah. and there mentioned like he's name dropped and not explained so it's like yeah, because again, he has a very loose connection with the Batverse, so that's where he usually comes up. So it's just interesting to hear about it, and it's I'm always, always a fan of someone who's okay with killing people. You just don't fucking have Superman and Batman and all the fighting these things that you leave alive. I'm sorry, you do not fight world-ending entities. Leave them alive. Same way you don't fight country-ending entities. Leave them alive. You want to leave someone alive who robbed a grocery store that's fine maybe they'll learn but i don't think someone who was raised or like people who sole mission in life like these god garden people and mr technology man (laughs) their entire purpose is to create things that could possibly endanger universes humanity like you don't you don't leave these people alive you don't they're just loose ends you leave like regular people alive who do bad things like run stop signs and not pay their parking tickets yeah yeah like even midnighter shows restraint in those situations like if he's dealing with regular thugs yeah he'll beat the crap out of them but he's not gonna kill them exactly but, but yeah if he's dealing with human traffickers sla- <laughs> slaughters them all like there's definitely limits and kind of boundaries that he sets for himself but for the most part if like you said there's somebody that's sole purpose is to harm people and that's all they've ever done and that's all they want to do like some people don't come back from that kind of stuff and men are like no i'm not gonna let them continue to just go out and kill people for funsies because i can stop them and i know that's not the moral message every comic can send out because kids are impressionable and the world's hard oh no definitely but midnighter's not wrong yeah and kids are not going to be reading midnighter (laughs) comics at least they shouldn't please do not let your child pick up a midnighter comic 
Like, just don't do that to them. They're, they're not prepared for that <laughs> 17 yet. 17 plus? It's definitely 17 plus, I would say. that it, That's my rating. But, like, <laughs> for the most part, a lot of comics these days have a lot of violence and, and blood and gore. So, I mean, it's it's basically that standard level. I don't think there's any more, too much more of that. Um, no, but definitely, that's why it's, it's something that I think is not often seen because you have to get way too often you have to get behind the good moral protagonists where it's just unimaginable to cause harm yeah as if as if they took a binding oath they would never <laughs> be able to harm something even when it endangers everything that yeah they know so it's, I, yeah, it's I a get frustrating it. thing to read for years. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of like an outlet in this way. And again, like they're definitely analogs to Batman and Superman. But the other side of the coin as well, like those who, yeah, they want to do good. But at the end of the day, they're going to use it. They're going to do it using means that like you would never see Batman or Superman use. Mm hmm. Um, and even if Paul tries to uh, to exercise restraint because he doesn't like killing people, but he understands the necessity of it sometimes. Yeah, which, I mean, is the, the drawback of Midnighter. I mean, I think it's necessary <laughs> to murder sometimes, but I don't think I enjoy it. I don't think anyone should yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, that's one of the, the big things there that, like, he doesn't mind killing. He, he knows that it's definitely necessary sometimes, but he also is not shy about saying that he has a good time doing it. <laughs> I mean, some people got to be those guillotine choppers and executioners. Yeah. So, a hundred years ago, <laughs> that'd be Midnighter, I guess. Yeah, I, his his little fighter brain is like, yeah, go for it, kid. And he's like, yes, I will. <laughs> and he does. So, any last thoughts or final summaries of Midnighter and Midnighter and Apollo for anyone who is still listening? Just go check out Bootleg Batman. He's great. <laughs> Okay, so if you have any thoughts on Bootleg Batman um, and Bootleg Batman's boyfriend, you can definitely email us. <laughs> or you can tweet at us, Caped Critiques, um, on Twitter, right? I think so. <laughs> Pretty sure. Or you can email us at capesandcritiques at gmail.com. 100%. Someone will be there. There are only two of us. But I mean, I have my email on alert, so I'll get them. My co-host will never open your email, ever. I don't believe in emails. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll open them, don't worry. <laughs> anyway, see you next issue.